I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. This time for episode number 321 of Video Games Hot Dog, the one where I stopped doing that Bible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something else uh, that that has a canonical numbering sequence that we could use? Oh boy, I think you would know if there was something, right, from right. all of your puzzle design experience. I mean, you can do like book ciphers. Airport right? codes? Sure. <laughs> Which airport is 321? I, I don't know. I, I don't actually know if airports are numbered. That'd the notation amazing. of like a number and then a colon and then another number seems unique to the Bible. Like I can't think of anything else that uses that. Law books. Oh, yeah. Or are they like section, subsection? Hmm? I just, did, did I tell Ta- you about times? my uh, my incredible movie uh, compression algorithm? <laughs> no. I think I did. I think I did tell you about this once. Uh, so every movie has like a... Uh, a number associated with it that's like it's um, MPAA number or whatever, right? And so the algorithm just contains every movie in yeah. it, and all you do is you put the number you, in, you and bit you torrent spit, the spits the, out the the number. Yeah, yeah. spits out the. I had a I had a similar idea for an algorithm, but it, it could only compress two movies. Okay, and so it compressed everything down to one bit. Okay, that's good. I see. So zero was one of the movies, and one is one of the other movies. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So zero is B movie, but every time they say B, the entirety of Marmaduke <laughs> plays, and one is Marmaduke, but every time he barks, the entirety of the B movie plays. Uh, that, those were the two. It'd be pretty easy to do that. <laughs> well, but does, does are they recursive? Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so it's really just the beginnings what? of both of the movies this going, could like, be going how back the and forth. Ends. <laughs> You know, uh, that would be like it's time. original Star Trek's <laughs> idea of how to crash a, a, a evil supercomputer. Sure. Steamed hams, but it's B-movie. Steamed hams, Ste- but it's the intro to the pest. <laughs> Steamed hams, but it's a logical paradox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, how have you been? Yeah, life's pretty good. You know, can't complain. No. Wouldn't do much good if you did. That's got them all cut. <laughs> Hardly working. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like living. Nice. I'm, I'm a fan of it. What about you, Kevin? How do you like living? Uh, it's fine. Is it easy with eyes closed? Uh, sure. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I went to the doctor this week. You didn't find anything out, though, right? Like you just scheduled the test. That's true. I scheduled they some, said, some tests. They said, keep drinking as much as you want. Yep. Nice. That's <laughs> they always say to me, too. Yeah. Definitely, like, you should probably take up smoking was something that they said. Yeah, that's yeah, that's also the advice they give me. Yeah. Eat more red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, read more red meat. Uh, please. <laughs> I say he's not producing it fast enough for me to constantly read more red meat, Doc. Please stop exercising. Yeah. You're in okay. too good of shape. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. These are all things that I was told from the lie doctor. <laughs> also, they wanted me to lie down in a tub of lie. <laughs> oh, like, no. Seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> Dr. Tyler Durden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> giving you the patented skin treatment. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched Jodorowsky's Dune for Sorry. the first time ever. Um, this is the second, second kind of Dune you've watched. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Didn't What's you also the watch kind? the original Dune? The, the... I mean, I watched it as a kid. Sure. And probably again as an adult. I don't know. Okay. Jodorowsky's Dune is weird. That guy is nuts in a really off-putting way to me. 
Huh. Uh, and uh, I think that movie would have been fucking terrible. And I think that the, Jodorowsky's Dune makes it pretty clear that the best possible thing that could have happened to that version of Dune is that it never got made. And there gets to be this documentary about it where people can pretend that it wouldn't have been trash. Uh, anyway, <laughs> as my hot take on Jodorowsky's Dune. You know, geologists called Dune's erg. Hmm. Really? It's the, name, it's the name of that kind of landform. E-R-G? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's from Arabic. Isn't an erg also a subunit of a jewel? Sounds right. Energy uh, returns games. No, energy. I don't even know. Erg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think an erg is a, is a, is a subdivision of a jewel. Sure. The, the pop star? It's like a facet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, Riff? Uh, not much. I finished the Lego thing I was doing and started another one. Was this an original thing or just a model you were putting together? The uh, the model box box kit. I mean, any any Legos you put together is a model you're putting together. But well, come on, you a, know what a I mean. A published one, yes, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, the the new one is uh, um, it's from that same Ninjago. I, I I don't remember if this one's from the movie or just the Ninjago stuff in general, but it's their like a el- big elaborate ship that seems like maybe it's a pirate ship because the crew is all ninjas, but it's not clear. Wait, you think it's a pirate ship because the crew is ninjas? Well, ninja pirates, you know. Okay. Bacon monkey. <laughs> yeah. I realized as I was saying that that I was going to a dark place, but no, it, it's not your fault. It's the yeah. Lego company. Yeah, but yeah, it's Lego pretty uh, bacon monkey. It's pretty good because, uh, well, among among the other reasons that it's good, but it's got these sweet uh, dragon head figureheads on it, and uh, they're kind of funny once you realize that the eyebrows are made of bananas. <laughs> Do you think? That you'd be able to like, could could a person come up with a a Lego layout and sell it along with like, here's a, a just scrounges together the pieces, puts them in a plastic bags and sells it to people. Oh yeah, along that, that totally is a thing on the internet. I bought so a people- really nice one that was, uh, it's a little uh, mini, um, like the original shoe shoebox style Macintosh computers made out huh. of Legos. Neat. And I, I don't remember if the guy sells it only as kits of Legos that he has sourced or if he sells the instructions separately or if the instructions are just free or what. But, yeah, it was yeah. real nice. The question was, could you do that without being sued? And I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's cool. Could you sell just like – this is my exact copy of the 4,500-piece Millennium Falcon. <laughs> right. Probably not if that was still in production. Although maybe, I don't know. I guess, I mean, it's not illegal to resell Legos at all. And the instructions are on the internet. So, I mean, maybe it would be. What if you did it except like one of the bricks was white instead of gray? So it's like technically not. (laughs) It's it's not not canon. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that they will release? Okay. Question number one. Do you think that the Han Solo movie is going to be god awful or kind of fun? I have no idea. Is that the next sort of Disney spinoff? It's out in like two weeks or something. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've I I really well, fell out of paying attention to new Star Wars. I haven't even seen the recent one yet. I wouldn't bother. You didn't like it? I liked it no, a lot. I, I thought not. it was really good. It was hilarious. Uh, the how many times did you see it? Twice. There's something interesting about. There's something that is interesting to me about the new the, the Han Solo movie is that it has like an older, much cleaner version of the Millennium Falcon in it, hmm. which mm. I think is fun. Oh yeah, somebody pointed that out on Twitter that it, based on the timeline given, it means that Han Solo absolutely trashes the Millennium Falcon in like a year and a half after he gets it. Right, and that's why Lando's so pissed. Like, what have you, what have you done to my ship? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Wonder if we get to see, like, that actor who played the guy in uh, uh, Hail Caesar, who's playing Han Solo. Uh, just like if he just like takes a vacuum cleaner and slices open the bag and just waves it around <laughs> the ship, like just like, if you were just trying to make something filthy. How would you do it? Uh, that seems like think, a good start. I think what I would probably do is get like a portable hot plate and cook, uh, just like take a, a pan with like coconut oil and just just sort of like let oh. something cook next to, next to a bunch of uh, just to every everything. wall. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just, just cover just, everything uh, in a fine layer of grease. Yeah. And then oh. and then maybe open up a, then a, the yeah, a vacuum cleaner bag. The dirt okay. just sticks everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. That would be awful. You'd also yeah. have to find get like get hire like a dozen really heavy smokers <laughs> <laughs> to just hang out in there for a week or so. All of my ideas are also things that people accidentally do to get things dirty. I feel like there's got to be intentional dirt. Some like way more efficient way to get things intentionally oh, yeah. dirty. I mean, you just what? soak soak the entire spaceship in tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I thought I thought you were going to say you'd have a hot plate and boil glue. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that would actually get glue all over the walls. Right. Yeah, what happens if you boil glue? I've never you tried. Get, you get the opposite of a horse. <laughs> yeah, you get a horse back. <laughs> right, because glue is made out of unboiled horses. Yeah. What if you just get like a random can of paint and then throw it at all this? Does that count as being dirty or is that just a Do weird you open paint the can? job? Well, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just use a can of paint to put a lot of dents in the walls. <laughs> That's also like dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can oxidize metal. You can make metal look old fast with pee. So you could just pee, just pee everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, depends on the metal, right? The, all yeah, all this takes place before Chewbacca was house trained. <laughs> Acid would probably be. I think a he way. sprays like a cat. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like a just a mist that comes. Up. I never actually saw a cat spray, but I, I only ever saw the the results of it. And it's like, how did you? How does something with a dick do that? <laughs> hmm. Fine mist. Fine, maybe like super fine motor control. Mm. <laughs> a thumb over the opening. Yeah, thumb over yeah. the opening. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid. Hey, kid. You want to see a rainbow? <laughs> hmm. Wow. What have you been up to, Jim? Uh, April and I have uh, been watching a. Uh, TV series on Netflix called Winona Earp, which is uh, 
Is it Winona Ryder and no Wyatt Earp? I, I don't actually. It is Wyatt Earp. Okay. It is it is uh, Wyatt Earp's uh, Descendants. Oh, okay. Is the is the premise modern day? It's modern day. Yeah. It's huh. uh, it's like if Night in the Woods, like the the protagonist came home from being you know uh, doing bad badly at college and came home to like slay demons oh. with her. <laughs> Wait, so it's it's great grandfather's pistol. Is the idea that Wyatt Earp was a demon slayer? Uh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Or or maybe like the land has been cursed since then, I'm not sure. It's it's a really enjoyable, pretty well written like in the if 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 Buffy the Vampire Slayer was it was actually written by a woman. Hmm. Um do you know who the the main writer is or the showrunner? I don't know, but the name is female. Okay. So. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> uh, I've been watching a little bit of Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. I read is, that book. Is it, a, is, it a, is it based on a book? Yeah. Okay. Book any good? I I enjoyed it. Um, I Even back then, my, um, my standards for sci-fi were like, were really high and so i i didn't think it was like good sci-fi but i thought it was a good story the the world building in the in the the tv show or whatever is pretty solid and i'm guessing that's just because it comes from a good source material in terms of that um the acting is very uneven um but and i haven't gotten into it enough to know like deep enough into it to know if the story is any any good but yeah it's kind of neat that it's a it's basically sort of like a weird, hard-boiled murder mystery set in the far future. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those things where, like the, the I think the author of the book wanted to write like a, uh, a like a Raymond Chandler style good detective story. Yeah. Um, with sci-fi trappings, and then the reason it's being you know made into a series now is that the the particular trapping about um, simulating consciousness is in vogue right now right after every single episode of black mirror right (laughs) sure yeah the notion and and to be fair it's a super interesting conceit yeah the notion that you're that you're being is this is just reduced to this like disc which you can sort of insert into any body and bodies are kind of just disposable sleeves sleeves is a good word yeah Yeah. uh yeah the book goes some pretty pretty dark places with that idea um Hmm. And I, I would be surprised if the TV series didn't try to capitalize on that. He like there's it's not really mentioned much, but like there like this one super rich guy to travel to Japan, like just has a clone shipped there in advance of his trip or whatever, and then like casts his his little uh, consciousness stack from from one city to the next basically instantly you know light speed over the over the network and then gets inserted into another body so it's like his travel is effectively instantaneous with yeah. all this like infrastructure underneath do they just hang out in human bodies because that's what they're used to and it's fun like if you well like, in the in the book at least they the being simulated was depicted as being extremely unpleasant hmm. like they they just didn't or it was hard to or they hadn't put the work in to putting into making that sort of simulation like a a uh, have any have the fidelity that it would take to be like satisfying. Yeah, there's one there's one bit where a guy is trying to is like doesn't either doesn't have the money to like get a new body for his 
daughter, I think. So he's like trying to spend time with her in this like VR headset that he's like simulating her in. And, and all she does is just scream <laughs> the whole time. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it, there's a bunch of really sort of interesting ideas in the periphery. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be something I could recommend yet. Certainly advertised on every podcast, which mm. oh, yeah? just makes me not want to watch it. Like, yeah, that's not a good sign. I, I mean, I bought a fucking Casper mattress and it's fine. I sleep on it and it keeps my yeah. balls off the floor. I like their, <laughs> like, I bought a couple of their for. pillows. I like them. We, uh, we used stamp.com, stamps.com for a long time. We used it before they started advertising I know. podcasts. And then we stopped. Yeah. Speaking yep. of podcasts, because I started podcasts. listening to your friend's JoJo podcast, Kevin. It's, oh, yeah. It's real good. Yeah, they're very serious about it. So What? Uh, what? JoJo. There, there's a, an, a popular yeah. anime, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and these guys I are see. doing a uh, episode it's, by episode It's Elizabeth it. Simmons, uh, Darius Kazemi, and Courtney Stanton mm. talking about JoJo. Like super deep dives into every single episode. How many episodes are there? There's at least three seasons. Yeah, right? it's three seasons have been turned into anime. The manga ha- exists for like six or seven, I think. I I have I have not uh uh like I've I have not read more manga than the anime exists, so I don't know how far it goes. All right, fair enough. Uh, you know what I've been listening to a ton of is I think this is a man did I just really hit my knee on the <laughs> bottom of the table really hard and it's sorry so been, you might have been you listening to a loud clunk mm. yeah yeah I've, I've been listening to the shrieking of pain in my some part of my brain uh, there is a slate podcast called Lexicon Valley that is just about etymology and language stuff and it's like half hour episodes and they're pretty vulgar and it's <laughs> real Great. real good uh, i've just been listening to it from the beginning like probably did they just start with the first word in the dictionary yep yep <laughs> yes for episode one is about aardvarks and where they all came from fuck what did this happen again is that yes oh man god damn it i think i'm just at a slightly do you want to yeah, do you want to like rotate slightly we're around yeah. a round table with kind of shitty shitty legs um, you guys want to talk about video games? Okay, sure. Hey, Riff, have you been playing any video games? Nothing new, just uh, uh, Infinifactory. Although I downloaded Subnautica, but I haven't started yet because I'm I'm nervous that it will entirely pull me away from Infinifactory, and I want to finish that. How how far are you into Infinifactory? I am on. Well, I don't know how many how many it goes. I'm in the I'm in the set that includes the space whale. I'm I'm on the last puzzle of that set. So I don't I don't know if that's the end of the first campaign or how far it's, that is. I believe that is, yeah. So there's you're basically halfway through, it looks okay. like. Okay. Yeah, I have not I've not actually finished the second campaign. Uh there's a lot of puzzles. Yeah, and then I, and then after that I have to go back and do all the achievements. Ugh. Oh jeez. You're doomed. I know, right? Such a good game, though. It's half mm-hmm. off at the moment. Well, people should On buy Steam, it. yes. It's infinity divided by two. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff on sale today. Uh, I bought 
because I read enough people saying that this kind of gives you the same experience that Subnautica does, I bought Ark Survival Evolved, which is principally, I think, a multiplayer game, but reading about the single-player stuff, it was like, yes, this is fine, and it has enough value in single-player to pay for it, and especially for 75% off, I think it was worth checking out. It's, it's, there's di- it's like a crafting survival game, but there's dinosaurs. Yeah, I think a friend of mine spent a bunch of time playing that it's it's weird it's it's like you you know you're building up from kind of like stone age style technology because i think you crash land on a planet with dinosaurs or something like that and there's weird alien monoliths in the distance but the moment to moment is like building up like survival level structures and then taming dinosaurs to do your bidding and stuff to like be a Hmm. camera (laughs) sure like your shower (laughs) yeah god that'd be pretty good actually just just a flintstones (laughs) like not flint not like flintstones licensed but you know just that level of like yeah crafting that includes live animals yeah Yeah. comedy caveman (laughs) stuff yeah i mean it's it's entirely feasible that that could be a loathing game Hmm. Mm. comedy caveman i hate drawing animals though Oh, you're not going to like the, uh, the the next item of the month, because mm. not only is it going to be like 50 animals, it's going to be like 50 animals at icon size. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. What do you think about displaying just their eyes? <laughs> you could just draw a Pokeball. I guess that would work. Spoilers. <sighs> I played a bunch of Octogeddon, uh, which is George Fan's... New Can you explain game? what it is? I've yeah. heard people talking about it, but I have no it idea. It is kind of tower defense-ish, I guess. Um, you are you are an octopus, and you have two tentacles to start with, and you so are in the center of the screen. You're a bipus. Uh, you're nominally, like, narratively, you get angry at something... Uh, that America does, and so then you decide you're going to destroy the Statue of Liberty, and that's, like, level one. Okay. Um, there's a lot of just like cartoons of the octopus getting mad and then leaving his cave to go destroy famous monuments. Okay. Um, so you are in the center of the screen and your controls are uh, left and right. And what that does is just rotates your tentacles. Your tentacles do some damage when they hit stuff. Uh, submarines will fly at you and you got to get your tentacles in between them and your body <laughs> so that it will destroy them before they do damage to you. Okay. And then you start unlocking different animal DNA to replace your tentacles with. So you can Ooh. like put it, you can like uh, replace one of your tentacles with a snake and now you can shoot like little bullets at short distance, but a high rate of fire. Because or you can, snakes have come equipped with guns. They spit venom. It spits venom, but it's not like poison damage or anything. It just like, it's just shoots. Okay. Uh, and there's, you can put a chicken on there and that launches eggs that like explode for AOE damage when they hit something. And there's like a claw that does a bunch of damage at very short range. Uh, and you, as you play through, you unlock more and more different types of, uh, different types of arms that you can put on there but it is basically just a fixed position tower defense game in the underwater half of the game and then in the other half of the game you're on land and you're sort of rolling along the ground and there are similar enemies coming at you but you have a little bit more control like it's it's just you have a slightly different way of 
interacting with the world, right? Like the the water levels are always scrolling, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's the, it would be the exact oh, same. Oh, you're like spinning, but also moving you're spinning, forward. but yeah, but you're constantly moving forward. Like it just it it is irrelevant. Like it is the only cosmetic that you're moving. Whereas in the land levels, you actually have to do you you actually do have to roll forward to make progress. And there's like buildings that you kind of rampage style destroy, um, and there's boss fights that are just like kind of pattern things and the the love the the options that you get for your tentacles are randomized every time so you kind of have like a quasi random loadout for dealing with stuff and the there's a bunch of different enemy types and it randomly picks them and there's some kind of like overall like long-term upgrade structure like plants versus zombies um i'm not loving it like it, there's a little bit of like compulsion to keep playing it, but like a given game of it is so easy for so long that I never want to play an entire game in a sitting. And they don't and let that, you like you can quit and come back. No, sir, but they don't let you like. They don't skip let you like the so the, yeah, like the so. There, I've unlocked one shortcut that lets you skip like to the second half of the first level, but it's like it doesn't get even a little bit challenging until you've been doing it for a half an hour wow in one game and it's just like that's that's disappointing too long yeah and and it's uh, like i don't know do the that, further do the later levels get harder faster? yeah they do but you can't like there, there's no level select right so like oh. it, i don't know what it would mean really because you're kind of like building your character up slowly over time in every game but yeah it's I, like i'm I keep playing it because I keep thinking, I keep thinking like, you know, George Fan is good at making games. Like something is going to fix this. Like some, like there's going to be something that unlocks that suddenly breaks this open and makes it right. a thing that I want to keep doing. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there is. Maybe I just trust him a lot because of Plants vs. Zombies. To be fair, Plants vs. Zombies was extremely easy. But it ramped up fast enough that it was still fun. And the... A game of it was also like three minutes, yeah. right? And then you. Did you ever play Plants vs Zombies two? I played some of it when it very first came out. Um, I didn't quit for any good reason. I just it it got real good. Like just it, they kept adding content to it for years, and it it was just a bunch of neat stuff and hard like hard levels. I remember our both of our takes on it when it came out. Like everybody was really grossed out by the by the monetization model right. of it. But you and I, I think we're both like, just no, because if you don't pay, it's just a really hard version of Plants vs. Zombies, which is like what you want after yeah. you like 100% the first Plants vs. Zombies, right? Like it's like, I yes, it is gross, I guess. And it sucks that like it sucks that he got sort of run out on a rail after having made something so beautiful for just not wanting to do this gross shit that. Yep. I don't know. The people will argue as destroying games. Games are fine, though. <laughs> I'd say. The fact that people's valuation of games is so low in a lot of ways is only on, is bad. Only on telephones. Well, but that's coming to computers, right? Like, people are doing free-to-play games on computers more and more. We made, we did one in 2003. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. Um. Eleven bucks isn't that micro. Sure, I think you're okay. Yeah. Yep. We have more macro transactions. 
Yeah. We were just a very expensive subscription game where the subscription was optional. Uh, right. I played uh, our our you know Rusty Moyer, right? Or do mm-hmm. you? Yeah, he's uh he's he's a cool dude. He made this game called Dig Dog that he. It seems like just sort of partly out of out of medical necessity and partly as a stunt, he made the game entirely without typing or using yeah. a mouse. Um, it's super impressive. Just by just like dictating all of the code and like getting Whoa. used to that. He has, Weird. yeah, he has a, like a infrared, like, uh, some kind of eye tracking eye, mouse. Eye tracking. It tracks his hat. Oh, okay. He right, wears right. a special hat with a brim on it. That's like retro reflective and it huh. tracks that. So he can look wherever he wants. What is it like Kung Lao? Can he, can he throw it to bad people if you <laughs> oh. type in the fatality correctly? <laughs> Um, but he can look wherever he wants, but then he can like move the cursor by moving his uh, head around, okay. which is pretty clever. Uh, and then there's just listening to him like actually work on it is kind of fascinating because it's it's basically drag and dictate plus a bunch of like libraries on top of it that allow him to uh, do all sorts of programmer specific things. Um, like he'll he'll say a variable name, but he'll be like camel screen wrecked 15 or whatever and like it'll it'll do the camel case for for stuff um, yeah which is neat hmm. uh is it how do you how'd you get audio of that is it was there like an article about it that i missed uh, no there's just a like his talk at uh fantastic arcade he showed a clip oh. of him doing how did it. i miss his talk at fantastic arcade i don't know did yes. you, you miss the austin block mm, oh. i saw a lot more of the talks i think yeah i was sick yeah. during it and i kept going home to sleep yeah um Dig Dog is is uh, cool though. It's just like a proc gen sort of like it's it's downwellish, I would say. Yeah. Uh, with a little more like uh, digging around in an environment. Yeah, aesthetic nice. aesthetically, yeah. Like, um, yeah, but it's it's fun. It's I mean, it's lightweight, but it's 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 a like a very easy spelunky. Yeah, yeah. And it's like two dollars. Yeah. And it's like he also did all the art without using his hands, which is so cool. <laughs> How did he, he do the art? Uh, he did With the same the, stuff. The head tracker. The head tracker. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. Using his... Uh, okay. How did he click? Like foot pedal? I don't know. He just said click. Yeah, he might might uh, have just been an oral thing. Maybe. I, Dig Dog, I didn't really do much for me. Like, it felt like a jam game. Yeah. It started, it started as a jam game. Sure, yeah. Um, and... I wonder how much of the like the minimal scope of it is just that like when you can't type, you have to work within that lim- that restriction. Um, I I saw a back when I lived in San Diego, I saw a uh, a piece on the new local news about here's a guy who plays guitar with his feet because he doesn't have any hands. And it's really cool that he can play guitar with his feet. And then they did an interview with him where he was like, I really hope someday people will appreciate my music as music and not just because I played it with my feet. And then like the people, like the, the, the anchor was like, Oh yeah, thanks for that interview. It's so amazing that guy plays guitar with his feet. And then kind of like, <laughs> and then kind of like, uh, re- or like realize you're like, Oh, um, um, it's pretty good, I guess. You know, it was just. <laughs> Was it any good or was it like... It was fun. It was like, you know, three chord, like like uh, campfire music. You know? How does it compare to a Daniel Day-Lewis painting? <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't seen a Daniel Day-Lewis painting. 
Um, and like I, Dig Dog feels like that sort of thing to me. I bought it and I checked it out because it was a game made without using without somebody made without their hands, and that's cool. But also, like I'm not gonna play it more. I will probably play it more. That's I, yeah. A good. I think I like it more than Downwell. Well, I I definitely like it more than Downwell. So <laughs> I'm hard. not going to play Downwell yeah. more either. So and Dig Dog is a, Dig Dog is like a really good difficulty level, in my opinion, for Dig a dog. casual gamer. Dig Dig, Dig dog. dog. Yeah. Dig Dog. Dig Dig Kong. I like how the dog goes crazy when he gets the bone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I like when he when you like are sort of dashing right and left that he just sort of rotates and like turns white and rotates real fast which <laughs> yeah. is a great like it's a pretty good dog yeah pretty good dog <laughs> um i also played a, a little bit and not almost not even enough to although i we we're talking about arc survival uh, evolved without having played it at all or yep. even installed it i thought about installing it at the office but then i saw that its footprint was 100 gigs wow. <laughs> so i was like well that's too much to download i mean the 10% of that that would actually download is still too much to download. Um, a game called Verdant Skies, which I know from, uh, it was showing at PAX when we were, and uh, they were friends of, uh, the developers are friends of Victor's, the the West of Loathing programmer. And uh, it is a, like, farming game, I think. it's It's like a it looks like a like a castleville or whatever but the the loop seems to be uh harvest moon or stardew valley kind of thing with uh with, but you're in space you're like a space colonist okay um, and uh yeah it seems pretty fun um they they made a really weird choice with the art that it, so it is it is a game that is sort of like West of Loathing in that it is just 2D. It's like a tree is like a 2D spread. And that's what I said. Like, it's like, um, it really reminds me of like seven, eight years ago, Zynga games in terms of its appearance, where it's just like a bunch of, a bunch of flat sprites, but in what, in what is presented as a, as a 3D, 3D environment sprites. that you're moving around in. But all of the buildings are drawn in like three quarter perspective. And it's, it's weird. With just flat on sprites moving around yeah they're they're just sprites but they're sprites of a building looked at from a corner because i mean it's like way more interesting to draw a building that way and it's like reads as a building more like it's it's tricky to actually draw like it's not tricky it's just like but are all the characters also rendered as like they're like 2d they're like 2d paper doll kind of kind of things yeah that's it's just like it's it's a it's a strange choice like i don't it's like Every time I see a building, I think, well, there's one of those buildings that represents that strange choice that was made. But um, it does seem to, like, have that sort of fun loop of just, like, grow some shit and then send it off planet to... Like, I uh, I made an easel and then used some flowers to make a painting, which I then sold off-world at a significant profit. So that was neat. Cool. Like that's a thing you can do. I I painted it near my field of crops, 
Did you paint it of your field of crops? Well, in my my player story is that, yes, I was painting a picture of my field of crops to see if I could sell them a painting of the crops for more money than they (laughs) bought the crops for. Um, And I I didn't know because the the crops had not fully sprouted yet, so I don't know how much I'm going to get for this. Nor do I remember how much I got for the painting. So I didn't really... That that player story, like all of my stories, kind of anticlimactic. Anyway, good night. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jim? Any video games? I played some more Subnautica. Did you, uh, are you looking for like Subnautica alikes because you finished Subnautica? No, I didn't quite finish Subnautica. I've gotten to what is clearly like an endgame area. Mm. Uh, and it's real, like, I was like, oh, this is what that one upgrade I didn't build is for. Oh. And then I had to, like, revert to it. But, like, I fucked myself so badly that I had to revert to a previous save. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And so I, yeah, like, I need to just build that thing and go back there. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, like, there are environments that will drain the batteries on your submarine insanely fast. Uh, and you don't necessarily know that until you're stranded there. That sounds bad yeah then are you just stuck and you just die well yeah i mean you just you know depends on how recently you saved you just reload huh i mean you can you could build another submarine you know like there's could you build a submarine large enough to recover your first submarine oh man you could build a submarine large enough to get to it and see if um yeah i haven't still haven't built anything but i've still yeah I'm like five hours in, not, okay. that, not that far, I guess. There's a lot you can do without leaving the, I, I've, the, the, the escape pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been exploring a bunch. I found some islands with cool shit on them. Have you built the little personal submarine yet? Uh, the the what, CB or whatever it is. I, I built the, uh, the, the thing that is just something you hold and it yeah. goes fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the little submarine is good because uh, – uh, has air in it, right? So you can take. You have a mobile base of operations. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds useful. Um, yeah, I'm I'm working towards that. I, I I built the thing that you build vehicles with, and I still haven't found any vehicle blueprints. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I found some islands with with like story things on them. Uh, I found one island with a some pretty weird stuff on it that I won't spoil. Uh, it's very like it's it's definitely like intriguing so far, um, and I'm hoping it goes interesting places. And then after fixing the radio, I just started getting like here's just pe- pe- I have beacons all around the world now that I uh, will get to I guess whenever I can get to them uh, because I'm getting like a message every 15 minutes on mm-hmm. this on the radio. Um. And I, uh, I finished, uh, The Last Guardian, which I was, I was really impressed by this game. Did you play like the first Guardian or any of the other Guardians? Uh, I played it, I played Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. So, so yes. Um, it's actually like, uh, it structurally feels a lot more, structurally feels a lot more like Eco than like Shadow of the Colossus, where like it's, telling you like a linear story. And was that the same team that made both of those games? Uh, the same project leader anyway. Okay. I assume it was largely the same team, but like Last Guardian was de facto canceled for a while and the team right. may have been disbanded or it might have been that like 
like part the credits in this game are like tagged with like with like names and individual names that were tagged in like here's a different company that worked on this game so it may be that like uh fumito ueda left sony took a bunch of talent with him and still finished the game in that studio instead of at sony okay not sure i'm not really sure is um this is a stupid question i'm sorry i'm good is, those is the last guardian that trico thing i i don't know who the last guardian is i finished this game and I, I've been thinking about this, um, and I've been thinking about like the major players in the story, and I couldn't tell you like is one of them the last guardian? I'm not sure. I don't know, but I think someone knows. Like, I was about to compare this game to Eco, uh, where like in both games you are going with a companion through like a weird abandoned castle or a forbidden castle where nobody else, no other humans live. Um, and in eco, this is played as like a fairy tale where like things happen and they convey emotions to the player. And then the story ends and that's kind of like all it does. Um, but it's kind of like the difference between like sci-fi and fantasy where, um, Miko is fantasy and Last Guardian is sci-fi in the sense that by the end of it, you feel like you've actually like internalized some of the rules of the world. Um, I, I was convinced by the last couple of hours of Last Guardian that like this place actually makes sense and I just don't get most of it. Huh. Like there was enough um, stuff conveyed uh, in, in those last hours that like – I, I had internalized some of the workings of this of this weird place uh, to the extent that, like, uh, it was convincing that, like, the creator thought it had thought it through. So I think I think there's maybe one person in the world who knows who the last guardian is. You were tweeting about this game and how you had avoided it because it reviewed badly. Yeah. Well, not not just reviewed. I didn't even read any reviews. I just like had kind of absorbed the zeitgeist that the culture that had been received middling middlingly. Um, and I, I do think this is like a, so something that Roger Ebert would talk about is that when he would give a star rating to movies, he would um, rate it based on what it was attempting to do. So if it was like the best possible like raunchy college comedy he would give that four stars right i mean like the john wick factor right like yeah. john wick is not a good movie by any reasonable objective standard but it's a great john wick movie right like <laughs> yeah um and i think we haven't really figured out how to do that with video games maybe or so maybe we're already doing it and like i just haven't internalized that like this game i think i would give it like a six out of ten on the eco trilogy scale, mm. but like that's still, uh, I would I want to play this game hundreds of times more than I would want to play like the best possible Call of Duty game. There is a long Twitter thread recently of people talking about the idea of rating movies twice, like like a movie rating oh, yeah. should be stars out of five for is this a good movie and. St also stars out of five for did I enjoy watching it? Yep. I've, yeah. I've wanted that for a long time. And I wonder like, I wonder what, what 
what scales would apply to video games. Like the, I mean, like Cookie Clicker, right? <laughs> like it's not a good game, but people play it and have fun. Yeah, like the the so for reference, like the problems with uh, Last Guardian are of polish, um, where like it's it's basically a physics driven adventure game. And so it's got the problems of physics-driven games, which is to say, like, uh, you're you're moving objects around, and sometimes they don't behave the way you want, and they like they they bounce off geometry in like annoying ways, and sometimes you clip through the floor and fall forever. Although I don't think I actually have ever falled forever in Last Guardian, but things like that, and then problems with adventure games, which is like sometimes the like the designers don't telegraph like what they want you to do as well as they could. And so you're stuck because like, you don't know what, um, uh, what actions to take to move forward. And there's only, I mean, are there, are there things that are gated by just a single problem that you have to solve? And there's one solution to the problem. Like everything in this game is that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is an adventure game in that sense. Like this is a fully linear game. Um, yeah, I can't think of like, like the, 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 the situations where like you can approach it in multiple ways are like trivially different from each other. Mm. Um, and so like it, it has those two problems and they compound with each other because like attempt making an attempt at, uh, solving a puzzle in a certain way in an adventure game is doing a couple of clicks and then they don't work, but making an attempt of, uh, in, in a physics driven adventure game might be like might mean like you're spending a couple of minutes fighting the physics system to make an attempt and so like i do appreciate that like this game has those problems there were probably five or six times um let's say like like something like eight times that we went to uh, a walkthrough to figure out like what to do and like two of those times there was a glitch and the game was like not doing a certain thing hmm. that um in fact now that i think about it like two times in the game the cat dog's tail was supposed to like drop down through a gap and then you're supposed to climb on it and it didn't it just it wasn't dropping through and so like in both time in one of the times i was below it and so i had to just kind of like restart the the section until it happened to drop through and uh, the second time I was on the same level as the tail, so I actually dragged it over into the hole. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's it does have, like, pretty serious polish issues, but also, who fucking gives a shit? This game is amazing. It's it's really, really, really good. Um, the, the depiction of, like, uh, and, and, and this is the same as, or, or similar to as with Ego, the de- depiction of like the friendship between these two characters, like it really convincingly builds the relationship between you and the animal. Are you friends when the and, story starts or do you? Uh, the story starts with the two of, so the story starts with like the first shot, if I remember right, in the game is the animal like vomiting you up and you're in this blue sack that bursts and then you wake up and then make friends with it. Hmm. Um, and I was going to say that like, that, um, you know, according to like 
flashback scenes like midway through the game, the kids should know what this thing is, but um, the player is completely in the dark about it. Like this is um, like you are ostensibly like the, the, I don't know what you call this. Is this, is this, is this dramatic irony where the character knows something and then the, the, the audience doesn't, or is that the opposite of dramatic I mean, irony? The other way around. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like the kid knows what this thing is, um, knows that he should be scared of it, but like, isn't for whatever reason, uh, the player has no idea and is, is discovering what the creature is. And you, you just, you, you befriend it by like removing spears from it and bringing it food. Um, and that's the start of that relationship. And then like you find a, <laughs> you find uh, a shield that can, that makes it like shoot lightning out of its tail. It's a very like a very weird scenario. Um, and that's part of the fun of it. It's like, that's part of the fun of this game is like taking this very, very strange situation and kind of just through, um, time you spent with it, making it feel very normal. Like I, so there's a, there's a trophy for finishing last guardian in 30 hours, which I fucking freaked out when I saw that. Cause I don't want to play any game for 30 hours. <laughs> and ostensibly that's like, uh, the, yeah, that was just like a speed run trophy. Yeah, exactly. Like a low end version. Right. Um, I ended up getting the, the second level of that, which was finishing it in 15. So like, I think I probably spent like 12 hours in the game and it wasn't, I wasn't rushing through it. So hmm. 12 hours is a lot more reasonable, but like, it's still like a good chunk of time. And I feel like one of the ways this game suffers is it doesn't really have a story structure other than like, um, the game's like a story begins and then things happen for 10 hours and then the story has an ending and the things happening are like you trying to figure out how to leave the place you're in and how to get to the next place. And I don't know if the character is like striving to reach the ending that they end up reaching or if they're just like kind of futzing around. I think the kid's like eight. So I don't know if do can eight year olds make plans. Is that a thing? Um, uh, but I think one of the ways the game suffers is that that's not, that's not really an arc. It's just like, it's, it's kind of like a season of TV, of episodic TV, where like the first episode and the last episode both have, there's like a, the beginning and an ending to it. Um, but I do think just spending a bunch of time with these characters was necessary for the emotional impact that it, it gets at the end. Um, yeah, I like this game a lot. I thought it was really well done. Well, sounds like you didn't need to play anything else, but did you? I played Dig Dog. Um, didn't weren't you talking about Donkey Kong Country? Oh, I I played yeah. April and I played some Donkey Kong Country. Um, and and it was we when we started the game like there's there's a, a, a two player mode that we selected and I, I didn't know what to expect. I had assumed that like, because I, I, my, my limited experience with Donkey Kong country um, had like Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong on the same screen. I had assumed that that would be like a two player simultaneous thing, which is a neat idea, but it's doesn't do that. Like it, instead there's like a one player is in control at a time. If that player dies, then, or, or, t or takes a hit then it swaps characters like it swaps to the other player. So like, um, 
if you have um, if you have both characters out on screen and the person who's playing takes the hit, then control swaps to the other uh, other player. Uh, or if the player falls into a pit and dies, then it swaps control as well. So like, it's not even like one player has control of Donkey Kong and the other player has control of Diddy Kong. It actually swaps between the two, depending on whether the person died by, um, basically did they, did they take damage twice in that level or once It's very strange. And also you can push a button to like tag the other person in, mm. uh, but it's still like, it still felt like, you know, you're work, you're both working towards the same goal on the same map. It's, and so it's not like Super Mario Brothers where there's two completely independent games happening and they're just interlaced. Right. Um, and I don't know if I have that much to say about Donkey Kong Country. I think it's a incredibly ugly game that gets a little bit better when you turn on the CRT filter. Uh, I mean, it was impressive at the time, but like it, it, it reminds me of dragon's lair in that it's like it uses some trick to be really good looking like to really like look really advanced for the time but then you realize that the gameplay is bad right like that it is just a trick right like it's not like a revelation like yeah yeah um and the trick in this case is they're using they used a you know rendering software to to pre-render 3D like sprites from 3D models. And so when you look at these images, they like they remind you of what 3D scenes looked like back then, which is trash. 3D was trash in 1993. Mm. Like real-time 3D was. I would argue that Donkey Kong Country looked a little better than a PS1 game. I I would, was I think that's probably true. Yeah. yeah actual yeah. 3D because they did like then they did like have sprites that they were able to like make choices about individual pixels when they looked shitty. Right. Um <laughs> yeah. But like I would I would argue that you know the value of a 3D game like in 1993 isn't looking cool. It is that you you can you can convey a 3D space and implement 3D gameplay um and Donkey Kong Country just looks 3D without any of the benefits right yeah it's it's a it was a weird choice and you know it's not a terrible game it's just fine it's fine and like i i played this i first played this game on like ZSNES probably which is um, probably the worst way to play it as, as your first impression. Like if your first impression of this game is on a CRT TV in 1993 or whatever, it's probably fine. Um, because just because those, those, those TVs blurred the image so much. Um, but like it, if you play it on emulation it, before the invention of CRT filters by Ian Bogost, um, then uh, you're going to get a, a bunch of like stretched out me- a mess of, of aliasing basically. I, um, boy, not, I like, I would never play with a CRT filter on, but I won't uh, like, I won't play emulated games if they're not like perfect square pixels. Hmm. Like that's super Eagle scaling or whatever <laughs> that they do to Nintendo games is just like, like mode 42 it's real bad 
I, I feel like I've just once set up these emulators in like a Dropbox directory to be configured the way that I want them. And so now I just never have to think about it. Whenever I play a game that's emulated, it's like, all right, I've already, I've already done the thing that I used to have to do every time I set up a new emulator, which is like figure out how to size this so that it's most of the screen, but the pixels are square. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I get that like, that's not what it looked like when you were a kid, but I don't care. Like I... <laughs> Like and I, I don't want I'm, it to be blurry. Like, hey, let's make this worse. <laughs> I, I'm with you on games where like the pixel art is actually hand drawn pixels, like where an artist chose the pixels. Um, but like, uh, something like um, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, where, where like it in 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 early 3D. Uh, the pixel was chosen by a GPU effectively at random, not always, but like if I'm going to digress here, uh, you can read about like the development of quake. Like it's been extensively documented. Michael Abrash worked on that thing and wrote about the, um, the engine and like the iterations they went on in, uh, in a book that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Michael Abrash's graphics programming black book or something like that. One of the things he talked about was like, you know how, um, in the, when you're rendering a triangle in the distance, it's basically a bunch of noise. Um, because like, it's just picking, uh, it, it didn't, they didn't try to do, um, they didn't have mip mapping for the, uh, for the, um, animated objects. And so, like, any given triangle is just in, in that that is like far away from you is just like six pixels that are just randomly chosen from across the texture, effectively. Um, and they talked about like what what kinds of uh, rendering techniques could we use to more efficiently uh, render noise at that distance. Um, and the way they ended up solving it was by um, it was just a, a recursive technique that would split the um, split the triangle uh, into. Uh, it, it doesn't actually matter, but like they ended up using a uh, triangle rendering technique that was just like a lot more inaccurate, but also a lot faster. And nobody could tell because it was just a. It was just basically noise. It was just, and th- th- that's basically my point: is that like software rendered three um, uh, D unless you have like if unless you put serious work into making the rendering quality higher uh at any distance is just like here's a here's a big mess and you'll you'll see that in like mode 7 as well we 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 also tried to play like super mario kart and the bottom half of the screen looks fine the top half of the screen is just garbage hmm. um and like people put up with that for some reason could did did mario kart was the whole thing i forget could you have a mode 7 background with like just a sprite in front of it yes yeah okay. i guess it's just like f-zero looked like that i just yeah, never yeah. played mario kart so i don't yeah I don't okay. have a picture as, in my as head far as i like. know like it, yes yeah you could have um all the sprites anywhere on the screen and then the mode 7 in the background yeah okay I feel like I've I've gone on this rant and not actually said much other than like I don't early three like, D is shit. Yeah. Well did I did I was it was I working towards a point that that you could perceive? 
Donkey Kong Country. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, pre-rendered the pre-rendered oh, stuff. Oh, and- oh, and I guess my point was just like that given that so much of it is is noise, it looks a little bit better when you blur the noise. Was, okay. was my point. Kevin, have you played any video games? <laughs> Nothing new. Yeah. Well, sad. I guess it's time to talk about the assignment Iconoclasts. Yeah. Yes. What'd you think, Griff? It's it's interesting. Um, I it's like a Metroidvania yeah, pixel art. Real real nice looking, super super uh, yeah, pretty. Very pretty, very pretty um, game. Is it is it a Metroidvania? Like, is there exploration? Yeah. Is it? I mean, it seemed very linear to me. It in is the I mean, that I play. Yeah, it, it is it's, pretty. It's, l- it's linear it's from like at place least in to the... place. I don't know if you can get. I didn't. I didn't get all the way through it. I uh, I got to where you get the first different gun like the the hand grenade gun or whatever it is right and like uh, that, that was like exactly up. that was exactly where i got to too and that yeah. opens up like a bunch of places that you couldn't get to before including there were those kinds of barriers earlier in the game so it seems oh, like that's you're gonna right. be oh. so, that yeah. blows up back. the dark that's true you must, so yeah, yeah that, you must be able to get back there it's so. non-linear at least in the sense that you can get lost and yeah. that there's like optional power. There's a lot of optional power ups in the little nooks and, and crannies. The and map is crafting super stuff, materials. Yeah, 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 yeah. But those are power. I mean, those are the things that you use to build power ups, right? Sure. I am. Um, I I really did not like the writing. It's yeah, weird. I, I really it's disliked in, it. I I I puzzled over it a lot because I, I felt like it's not like a shitty machine translation it's it it felt like and i think this might actually be the case because the guy who made it is from norway or or i think norway uh but it felt like it was written by someone who had a really good english vocabulary and a, a fine sense of english grammar but who had not spent any time around native english speakers so yeah, like the, uh, the cadence and stuff yeah or? so like the he, word he well, a lot of really weird word choices yeah and, exactly he didn't didn't have a good sense of how how a native english speaker would actually say a thing you know and it felt like i don't know like normally i am a sucker for an ambitious failure but the the writing really felt like because of its stiltedness it i i wasn't able to give it any patience for the the sort of like scope of the stuff that it was about you like it just like was, was like intentional like you don't think that so like clearly the, biting off more than it could chew the the, the style was like a choice yeah maybe? i i I, I'm open to that possibility. I went back and forth on that a lot. I'm really, I, I could not say for a hundred percent which which way is true. Yeah, I couldn't either. Like, I, and because it it there are definitely characters that don't have that same sort of stilted way of talking. Did you get to the? Did you get to Royal? Did you ever meet Royal? Hmm, no, because they're they're a fairly different character. Um, I just I found myself wanting to skip text which i just like i never used to do and now i think i just have less patience yeah i just less i i just don't want to spend time reading writing that i don't like how did you feel about the the moment to moment gameplay it was fine uh i i felt like the getting making jumps off of the like wrench points and making jumps making jumps off of dangle like like 
I don't know what it is that makes you do a huge long jump off of a dangle, but you're required to do it every once in a while, and I would just have to keep trying the jump 20 times until I finally did the huge jump. Yeah. Like, so here's a question. So the, there's like sometimes these like wrench points that are connected by lines to other wrench points. Yeah, like zip lines. I assume that was a power-up I hadn't found. Yeah, I think that... Okay, the, so that's, a, that's what, just a later game yeah, thing. Yeah, I think the okay. icon on there indicates something that you'll be able to do once you have a different wrench. Okay. Um, that enforced stealth section where the <laughs> people are saying sexist shit uh, underneath you oh. was really... That, like, wow, how, how about every part of this sucks? <laughs> like, like, and I mean, sure, you know, reprehensible characters, whatever. Like, you know, fine. But, like, stand here. It's pay not- atten- like, here's, here's some shit that might really bother you. Pay a lot of attention to it so that you can deal with this fucking enforced stealth section yeah. in a game that's well, and, not and a stealth game. Like, like oh my the, god. And that was like at the end of a fairly long section where the game forces you to pay attention to the writing. <laughs> yeah, I, like... Like, if you could just not... Like, the game plays fine, and it's a pretty game. The music's not that great. Uh, but, like, if, if th- this weren't, like half adventure game where you have to like talk to people and then find out where to go next and like do the fetch quest type stuff. Yeah. Um, then the writing wouldn't matter at all to me, but you have to read it in order to play the game. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, you know, I don't think I'm like as, as down on it as the last thing that I said would lead you to believe maybe but um but yeah i don't i appreciated how approachable it was yeah after having spent a bunch of time with celeste the auto aim is very the auto aim on the gun is very clever yeah like that feels pretty good the boss the boss fights felt pretty fair at least the two that i the two that i got yeah when people talked about this games i I forget the reference they used i but i the the way they talked about it made me expect this would be a very hard game Hmm. and it's not so that's that's pleasant. Yeah, like I think I'm I'm down for games where you have like a health bar and you can <laughs> you can take a couple of hits before you instantly die. That yeah. kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. yeah most, the, mostly, some... mostly what I felt about this game is 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 that I I feel like it made a really nice appetizer for our next assignment because <laughs> that <laughs> that's what I really wanted to play. I feel like there's a lot of systems that I just barely scratched the surface of in the couple of hours that I played, like the the things that you get to craft and then socket into slots or whatever. Yeah. It's like, the, the mechanism where, like, getting hit removes yeah. one of those and then you have to get it back, that, that was kind of neat. Is it? Like... <sighs> Because that just feels like a situation where if if you've got a bunch of powerful stuff in there, the moment you take a hit, you're potentially well, now the, much weaker. The and more... decision of which which of these which of these three upgrades are most important to me. So what order do I slot them in? In and sure. isn't is, like is you an can make one choice pretty early on. That's just like this is just fills up a slot in that bar, right? Like it just lets you take a damage without losing an ability, and you get that instead of an ability. But that doesn't seem 
I never, I never crafted one of those, so I wasn't sure how that worked. I had so few options of stuff to craft. The only times that I was given the opportunity that I just had enough to make everything always. There are, there are definitely plans scattered about. Mm. Um, the interacting with objects in the world felt kind of awkward. Like yeah. down being the way that most things, or if you're on top of something, you hit up to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. The, there were a lot of times you. when, yeah. like, yeah, that's true. Uh, there, but there were a lot of times when I was like, I would really like to move this box over. Is this the kind of box that can be pushed? How would I? How would I push it if I could? <laughs> that's right. And there were also a lot of the like the the wrench bolts like hanging points were i don't know if they were just positioned oddly elevation wise but it would take me so many attempts to hook onto it because the the wrench swing feels like it should have an arc to it but doesn't really and i don't know for the most part it felt pretty mechanically solid though in terms of movement yeah, I was curious. I'm curious sort of what the other movement expanding abilities will be as you progress through the game. Will it feel will it feel more fun to traverse the spaces? Do you think you'll keep playing it? I don't know. Probably not anytime soon. I'd probably put it off for a year or two and then come back to it at some point when I have, you know, got more time. Well, guys, let's do a real short show this week and then an, an even shorter, which is to say non-existent show next week. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have to take a week off. What is our next assignment? Hollow Knight. We, Hollow Knight. Yes. We're, yeah. Play that on the Switch, I guess. If you want. Hopefully. Yeah. It's, it's out on other platforms, but it should be out on the Switch before the next show, which is... It's a game people were pretty excited about last year. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been waiting to play it until the Switch version comes out, so this is exciting. So we, we all we all lot. waited for you, Riff. Yay! I also wanted to play it on the Switch. Me too, but only because I heard Riff say it, and I think you know Riff. Riff usually has pretty good ideas. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna go buy some Ninjago shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy some Ninjago shit. <laughs> ah, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording this short but sweet episode number 321 of video games hot dog with you and i hope we do episode 322 in just a couple of weeks after a nice restorative boat ride and uh oh i guess any uh any listeners who are going to be on the joko cruise come uh, come say hi to me and kevin don't say hi to riff and jim because that'll be too difficult and too expensive yeah that'll be weird <laughs> you could bring a picture of me and say hi to that oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. do you have one handy you keep some headshots. Uh, you could get one from my Twitter profile. There you go. Yeah. I'll have to remember to get that ahead of time. That's right. No Twitter on the boat. You can say hi to my cat who's also in the picture. And I hope we do it again real soon. <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, I hope you'll join us. Thanks. Kakaboobalaya. Have a great couple of weeks, everybody. <laughs> time for emails. Jeff writes, why do you never do emails? We do them after the show ends. Oh, yeah. We just read our, we read the emails and talk about it, but then we don't record it. Right. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. It's like the kind of conversations that people have been having for centuries about <laughs> emails. <laughs> right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>